0: Coming to you from the Flex Fox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is the weekly show. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Manpenner, and I'm joined this week by a special co-host. Please say hello to friend of the show, Ian Stads. I guess Stadleman. Stads, how you doing, buddy?
1: Pretty great. Always a good night when you're called special by your so-called friend.
0: So-called friends indeed. Uh, Mixing it up with the crew. A lot of commitments going on right now for everybody. It's a a busy summer, so uh, happy to have Stads on board here to uh, provide a a fresh take, some new insights, and and mix up the show a little bit.
1: Yeah, and speaking of busy summers, one thing you should all be busy with is Cottage Weekend. That's in a month, if you want to go finalize that soon, because the number of people sleeping there is kind of important.
0: Uh, great plug right off the bat. Uh, absolutely do go if you're on the fence in any way about this. Uh, I went last year, had an absolute blast. Stads has a fantastic cottage, but uh, it would be good to know how many people exactly are sleeping there. So do RSVP ASAP. Uh, but with that said, I think it's time to just get right into this week 12 huge week for the league. Uh, And we'll start with what I think might actually be the matchup of the week. There were a bunch of good ones to choose from. But I think the matchup of the week for last week has to be uh, Chris taking on Aiden. uh, Two teams that have a lot at stake here. They're sort of in the playoff hunt. They're in solid position, but a lot of jockeying going on right now. Uh, So the two teams squared off, and it was Aiden who came out on top, 274.5 to 268.7. For Chris, uh, both teams now eight and four, so it's uh, uh, bringing it even. But I mean, what are your thoughts after a, a matchup like this, Dad?s
1: uh, It's nice to see Aiden getting some more wins. I, I I think in my sushi article, I said that Chris's team was fake and disgusting. And although his pitching certainly wasn't any of that, I don't know if Andrew Kashner will put up twenty five points every week. But that's besides it. I'm sort of happy to see him lose, especially after he called out Vlad and Otani being failures. Uh, So, yeah, good job, Aiden. Keep it up. Chris, I'm coming for your playoff spot.
0: Yeah, uh, fair enough. I mean, from Chris's perspective, like you said, his pitching was on this week, but it was really his bats that let him down. He only got 80 points in total, almost half of which uh, came from Ryan Braun. So it was uh, not a great week for his batters, unfortunately, highlighted by Didi Gregorius putting up negative 10.9 points on the week. That's pretty brutal. So, I mean, on the one hand, you can look at that and say, well, it's a a bad team, bad week, whatever. But on the other hand, the fact that he had such a bad week and was still in the hunt because of his pitching, I think that really shows just how strong the, the pitching on his team is at the moment.
1: Yeah, and if you're getting good performances from guys you pick up off the waiver wire, like Jordan and Yamamoto, you're going to do well, no matter how good or bad your team is. Like That's the sort of move which wins you a fantasy championship, I think. Never won one. What do you think?
0: Absolutely. I mean, watching the waiver wire, knowing who to get, when to get them, that's the the entire difference between a good season and a bad season. So uh, identifying a guy like Yamamoto is, is big for Chris. Uh, on the flip side, I mean, Aiden's had a bit of a roller coaster of a season. He was up huge at the start, then he sort of trailed off in the middle of weeks, but he's come surging back. Uh, and I mean, top to bottom, it seems like his lineup is really performing right now. He's got a, a bunch of guys who are putting up uh, big points, but uh, another guy who's had a roller coaster is Pete Alonzo. Started off hot, cooled off, now he's hot again. 42.1 points last week. I mean, that's just huge for Aiden.
1: That's one of the highest points I've seen uh, on any team for one week. And i he's going to be an all-star too, probably, and keep it up, eh?
0: I, I think so. It seems like he's legit. So uh, I know uh, as the guy who traded Alonzo to Aiden, uh, there's maybe a little bit of remorse there. That, and there were thoughts earlier in the season that, oh, pitchers are going to figure him out, uh, be able to get the ball down on him a bit more. But he seems to be delivering the goods.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you might be right about pitchers figuring him out. It doesn't really matter if they figure him out now. It matters if they figure him out in September when it's playoff
0: season, right? That's that's a good point, too. The longer the season is, the the more material you have on a guy. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into the, the standings discussions right away. Uh, but I will point out that this does make the twice the division division very interesting because uh, Aiden is now eight and four, Ryan is eight and four too. So, I mean, from that perspective, this win is just crucial for Aiden. It would have been easy for him to follow a, a step or two back of Ryan here, but he's keeping neck and neck.
1: I love Ryan and he's been fun to hang out with uh, on league events and he's coming to cottage weekends. So I respect that. But him not even making playoffs this year would be absolutely hilarious and I think as a league we would need to make sure that he never forgets that ever
0: i i think that's only fair uh considering the the luck he's had in the past it would just be a continuation of that but man that would just be a a heartbreaker for ryan he would
1: pretty much be like the pittsburgh pirates of our league or something
0: i i think he might actually quit the league if he missed the playoffs
1: (laughs) i guess we'll have to get ryan to weigh in uh, let's see.
0: Hmm. Uh, so the next matchup, we always like to, to highlight the highest scoring team of the week on this program. Uh, and this week, kind of lower scores all around. No one cracked 300 points. But we did have Mike Kaminsky having a very good week, putting up 285.2 points, uh, a solid total. Unfortunately, that point total came against my uh, myself, my team, uh, putting up 261.5. So. It was a hard loss. There is some cold comfort in the fact that no one else could have beaten Kaminsky this week, but uh, it was a tough one for sure, I'll say that much. Uh, what do you think, Stats?
1: Yeah, after a really rough start, Kaminsky has turned it around, no small part in due to his bats. 150 points from your bats is just crazy. I, I all dream of those numbers and maybe get them four years down the line. Uh, Trout is amazing, as ever, but just looking down at almost every single batter he has is in the teens, except for Miggy Cabrera. Uh, And Trout, I guess, is in the 40s. That's just crazy consistency.
0: Yeah, he does have a really good lineup. I did think it was interesting earlier in the week. He was actually playing shorthanded. He had a a couple empty spots in his starting lineup. And so, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion about roster management and what makes a good manager. So I would have thought that Kaminsky would have maybe wanted to plug those holes. But whatever he's doing is clearly working because this is a a good point total. And like you said, huge production from his bats this week.
1: Maybe he was planning on taking a maintenance week, but then you started challenging him and putting uh, up points, making it close. So he decided to turn on the Jets.
0: Yeah, well, and this one was very close all the way through the week, uh, and I almost brought it all the way back on Sunday. Fell a little bit short, so I uh, I do feel proud of myself for at least keeping the the heat on Kaminsky there for the the whole week. Hopefully, uh, made him sweat a little.
1: Yeah, you got ten starts. You did everything a good manager could. It just sometimes the other guys' batch just decide to be on fire, and that's that. Uh,
0: I also want to throw this out, just sort of as a a cautionary note, or or a parable, or whatever. Uh, for some of the newer owners, and that is a lot of times you'll be very tempted to drop a guy, uh, but you have to remember why you added a guy. And a a great example of that is Malik Smith for me. Uh, Managed to scoop him up before the season. He seemed like a a promising young talent. He was coming off a great season, and then he proceeded to absolutely stink at the start of the year. Uh, Then he made it all the way to the minors, where he was sort of deposited for two weeks to work on a swing. And, I mean, it was very tempting to drop him at that point. I even had a manager out of the blue uh, message me and ask me why I wasn't dropping him, which I thought was an interesting tactic. But Cam? uh, No, not Cam actually. Someone else. Really? Oh, wow. I mean, maybe Cam did it too, but it was more memorable because it was (laughs) a not Cam influence. Uh, But long story short, I did hold on to him, and then he put up 27.2 points for me this week, and he's uh, been heating up a little bit. So, I mean, good on Malik Smith, and Good on me for not dropping him.
1: Uh, don't break your arm patting yourself on the back there,
0: Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta toot my own horn sometimes, what can I say? Uh, so jumping back a minute, let's talk about that Ryan matchup and, and Ryan's team. Uh, he was going up against Tillo this week in a, a big matchup. Anytime you've got two division leaders uh, throwing down, that's going to be important. And Ryan picked up the W here, 257.1 to 244.8 for Tillo. Uh, so Ryan, like we said, 8-4 and four now. Tillo, that's the second loss, drops to 10-2. and two. Uh, Obviously, there was a lot of ballyhoo surrounding this matchup, uh, a lot of dissing going both ways. Estes, what was your takeaway from this one?
1: Uh, Richard straight up deserved to lose this matchup. He only got seven starts and Ryan got nine, considering they were 13 points apart. Like, that's it right there. Like, Richard, what are you doing, man? Like, if you want to beat another edition leader, you got to put in a little bit of sweat. Shame on you.
0: I mean, that's absolutely true uh a, a streamer or two could have easily been the difference for tillo so uh i wonder if he's kicking himself now for uh, having played this one a little conservative i mean he's
1: 10 and 2 so probably not but a hey, being 11 and 1 would be better could be the difference between getting uh to face mike or getting to face the wild cards considering flex is doing pretty well
0: mm-hmm. uh, absolutely true uh, I mean, he did Tillo did have some good performances, and he is dealing with a, a couple injuries. I know Benintendi missed some time, so I mean it's not the the optimal week for him. But uh, by the same token, I mean if you're going to be a, a league leading team, if you're going to th- sort of throw down the gauntlet to to other teams, you got to be able to walk the walk. Yeah, and I'm just
1: not too sympathetic about injuries right now. We'll cover it more when we get to my matchup.
0: Uh, fair enough. Uh, to give a, a word to Ryan here, I mean he had a, a couple of guys who had good weeks too. Uh, Manny Machado, 37 points, uh, as divisive as ever, I'm sure, but that's a, a very good point total for him. Overall, it seems like his team is doing pretty well uh, to get the, that sort of point total. And so, yeah, I, I think he must be happy with this matchup and an important win for him, for sure.
1: Barrios putting up 36 points on the week makes me super jealous. That's good consistency right there.
0: Mm, truly. He's
1: turning it around after a less than... Amazing year last year.
0: Uh, that's baseball for you. Uh, uh, New year can be a world of difference. Uh, continuing around now, we've got Chow taking on the Squirtle Squad, and Chow wins this one fairly handily, even uh, 268.5 to 186.2 for the Squirts. Uh, that moves Chow to five and seven. Uh, Squirtle Squad even again at six and six. I mean, this is obviously a very good point total from Chow. He would have beaten uh, Ryan Tillo this week. So, is this uh, maybe something that's the, the start of a trend for him?
1: Uh, hard to say. It. I'm facing him this week, so I certainly want to say no. But Chow has always had a good team when he isn't intentionally taking, and not for an amazing Japanese player. So, hey. Like if Mookie Betts is still an MVP, and let's see, J-Ram is coming back. I think he's been uh, a bit crappy this year. But hey, 21 points is pretty good. Uh, I actually haven't looked at Joe's team too much. Yeah, he seems to be putting up the point totals now
0: yeah, I mean, I would say that Chow is probably better than his record indicates. He does have, like you said, a lot of talent on his team. Uh, he still has Mookie bets, so that's a, a guy you always want to watch out for. I'm not sure if this one week performance really elevates him that much uh, in my books. if it had come earlier in the season or if he looked like he was able to pull it off with some consistency, then he'd be a team to watch for. But as it stands, i I still think he's in sort of that mid tier of the league and, uh, what will really be interesting, though, is as we go into the stretch, as he faces some potential playoff teams, I mean, these matchups against Chow could easily swing the season and, and he could play Kingmaker in a sense, depending on his weeks against some top guys and, and not necessarily the Squirtle squad.
1: Yeah, he has to leapfrog a few too many teams to make a playoff spot likely, but he can certainly upset. Like, any top team shouldn't take him lightly.
0: Mm, absolutely. it's He's going to be a tough out for the rest of the year. Uh, and on the other side of the equation, uh, bad week for the, the Squirtle Squad. Didn't break two hundred points, but I mean, it's not a team that's not a team that's built to be competitive right now. And so I think they can probably live with this point total and this result.
1: Yeah, and uh, Frankie Montas getting suspended for PEDs uh, just shows how. Thin the morality of the squirtle squad is back before cam and jafish used to care and now they formed an evil empire or they just accept whatever sort of evil morally dubious players they can get their grubby hands on it's disgusting
0: that that is a good point i mean have they addressed this at all on slack i haven't seen anything i would have thought that he would have been dropped by now but Evidently not.
1: You know, it's easy to talk the talk, but sometimes walking the walk is harder.
0: Uh, fair enough. I I guess the the pulp and anti-pulp of league are slipping. Uh, moving on, we've got a bunch more matchups we can talk about. Uh, let's jump into your stats. You were facing off against Luke this week. And, I mean, this one, what can you say, but it came down to the wire incredibly close. Uh, but Luke pulled off the win here, 234.6 to 231.5 for you. A a real heartbreaker in the end. I mean, I'll give the floor to you. What do you want to say?
1: Uh, I I guess I have to make this short. First of all, watching Otani pinch hit Sunday night and I see him make contact and it's only a single was absolutely heartbreaking. Oh, that hurt. Uh, Vlad putting up negative 6.2 points. Please stab me in my soul. I'm dead inside. I would have won if I hadn't rostered Vlad. Please kill me. Uh, My pitching, actually doing pretty good, like 143 points. What more can you ask for before they all got hurt? Uh, Yeah, good job, Luke, for just squeaking it through. Uh, Although you only got six uh, starts, so next time maybe you should do something about that, if you even listen to these. I don't know.
0: Uh, Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I feel your pain watching Otani there. I mean, anytime you've got a guy on Sunday Night Baseball, it's, uh, it's... you watch through uh, through your fingers a l- little bit because it can really swing, uh, especially in a close matchup. So that's frustrating. Uh, I'm glad to hear you're going to be uh, dropping Vlad Jr. That seems like the best move for your team at this point after he's he coughed uh, through this W. <laughs> I, it it I mean, just looking at the, the numbers here, you had 88 points from your bats, 143.5 from your pitching, whereas Luke had 151 from his pitching and 83.6 from his bats. So... Very evenly matched, he had a, a slight edge in the pitching department, and and that seems to have made all the difference, but I mean, this obviously hurts for you more than anything, dropping down to 6-6. Six and six. You really could have used that win, right? Yeah,
1: I think on uh, an earlier podcast, you said something about playing with house money, and I sort of just chant that softly to myself whenever I think about losing to Chris and Luke like this. Like, I could be 8-4 and four and in a playoff spot right now, but... I my guys didn't perform. I need to, I guess, wait for Otani to come back for Vlad to, you know, turn into the monster he's supposed to be, and just take my turn. I can't jump the queue.
0: I mean, the wheel turns, however slow. So you've definitely got a, a bright future, and you've gotten a lot of bad luck out of your system. I think that's fair to say too. So, uh, who knows? Maybe things will will turn around uh, at some point, and and you'll go on a real tear. Uh, I like the positivity. I Yeah, I'm trying to help you out, man. It's it's a tough <laughs> position to be in. I've been there too. There's a, a lot of rationalizing that goes on. What can you do? That's what makes it fun. Exactly. It, I mean, it's all about the optimism. You got to believe in yourself or no one else will.
1: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of not believing in yourself, do we want to look at uh, Garth Newton's, or the Garth Bowl?
0: The Garth Bowl, uh, yeah, it's a classic matchup, one we look forward to every year, uh, anytime the two Garth show off against each other. Uh, This year was... Uh, a defensive struggle, or some would say an offensive struggle, because it was a very low-scoring matchup. But Garth Newton is the one true Garth, uh, putting up 168.2 points to 159 for Garth McInnes. So uh, Garth Newton sneaks up the win. Another loss for Garth M. Uh, Garth N, 4-8. Garth M, 2-10. and 10. Uh, Stats, who's your favorite Garth?
1: Oh, definitely Newton, because he actually says things and contributes. Plus, he didn't spawn Cam. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, all good things. Yeah,
1: and it also always warms my heart a little bit when the second lowest scoring team wins its matchup. Just shows that the universe has a sense of irony. That's
0: that's true. I did not put that together, but you're right. This was a, uh, uh, yeah, one of those times where everything just comes together in the right way.
1: Yep. Ah. Uh... And I, for one, am sort of happy that Garth Newton's rebuilding because it means that my division's just a little bit less competitive, even with Mike and Flex sitting on the top of it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, obviously these two guys are... I don't know what you even call it for Garth M. Uh, Garth N is rebuilding, though. uh, It seems very likely these two will meet again uh, at some point this season, probably in the the vase competition. So uh, from that point of view, I mean... Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to to see how the two Gars go in the future.
1: I kind of want
0: to imagine that
1: if uh, Garf M wins the Vaz, Cam will give him the actual Vaz on Father's Day, and that'll be the Father's Day present.
0: That would be very touching. I I hope he does yeah. go for that plan. <laughs> okay. Uh, so back to something you mentioned previously. Uh, our good friend Flex was in a matchup against Ben this week, and Ben showed up, and Flex did not because he put up one seventy eight point nine points uh two sixty four point four for Ben, so Ben wins this one fairly easily. Uh, Flex hit hard again, uh so Ben is now eight and four, and Flex nine and three. What do you have to say about these two competitors
1: uh I'm sort of happy about this result simply because Ben is coming to Cottage Weekend and Flex is not excuses about living in San Diego aside. uh, It's also nice to see that a team that's been putting up so many easy wins is finally getting punished for putting up sub 200 point totals. And yeah, Ben's a new owner who's actually like going on Slack and contributing. So everything seems right. as rain here.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would definitely agree that Ben has proven to be the best of the new owners, uh, Pretty definitely. He's been become very involved very quickly. Uh yeah, it's I mean, someone if anyone out there is looking to do some content and wants a, a free piece, someone really has to look at the the luck involved this season for Flex because it does feel like he has gotten very far on a team that is a couple notches below the Flex Volt. And so for him to get his come up in so dramatically and, and so lopsidedly in this matchup against Ben is is interesting to see.
1: People like Trevor Bauer and Roberto Osuna putting up poor performances also just makes me happy.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and if anything, I think this should really... Uh, cement Ben in sort of the upper tier of mid-tier playoff teams. I I don't think he's at the top of the heap, but as far as guys you don't necessarily want to face if you're a division winner, I think Ben has to be right up there. He's got a a great team top to bottom. When they turn it on like this in a week, uh, there are a few teams that could beat them consistently. So definitely someone to watch out for in playoff time.
1: Yeah. Although I don't know if he'll be able to catch Jeremiah in terms of winning the division
0: yeah i based on the the order of finish i don't think he's got much of a chance there but uh once you're in the playoffs all all records reset and you just have to win three in a row and ben's team is definitely capable of doing that fair enough Uh, a couple more matchups we can uh, pick off here we talked about the garth bowl now it's time to talk about jeffrey lim and ellie aka the bottom of the barrel bowl Uh, two teams, maybe not exactly the best in the league, but it was Lim who picked up the win here, uh, 187 to 178.6 for Ellie, uh, Lim is four and eight, Ellie one and 11. So just not a great season overall there. Uh, but another win for Lim and he, uh, takes another step up the ladder. Uh, what do you think about each of these teams?
1: Uh, I'm definitely not the premier league historian, but I believe that, uh, Lim has been in the vase the last two seasons, and he's finally got a decent chance of climbing out of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lim's team has sort of been in a a permanent state of rebuilding, like that house you see in your neighborhood that never quite gets fixed. Uh, so <laughs> I, from that point of view, uh, it's a, nice to see him win some games and, and feel at least marginally competitive for a change. If he makes it out of the vase, I don't know if he would actually do anything per se in Europa, but it would be a, a nice change for him for sure. And yeah, I mean, it does seem like his team at least has some talent on this on it this year compared to other years, so he's moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I if I was in Europa and facing him first round, I'd certainly probably be happy about it. He had three games started this week and still pulled off the win. I I don't know if that's impressive or just sad.
0: Uh, yes, I would say. Uh, <laughs> impressive and sad I mean he like like I said he's got players on his team I mean Trey Mancini didn't have a great week but he's overall been really good this season uh, Elvis Andrews Alex Gordon so there are definitely guys there for Lim they're, they're not guys he's going to be winning the championship with in two or three seasons but there are some guys that he can do something with right now it just is a question of what he wants that thing to be
1: I also want to point out that Ellie only had seven people, uh, sorry, seven batters uh, producing points this week, which is a really big question mark for me. Like, is, is that roster legal? I'm, I'm not the league police, but if it should be looked at.
0: I mean, I assume it's been checked out. Despite only having seven people, he did get 98.1 points from his bats, so uh, that's impressive, if nothing else. He does have good bats more points than I put up. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, obviously, Ellie new, new to the league uh, has started in a, a very downward direction, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with his team and uh, whether this is a, a rebuilding project that continues or whether it's sort of a, a blip and it comes back strong next year.
1: Yeah. It's hard to tell if Ellie actually got like a weaker team or it's just simply not managing it to its fullest potential.
0: Yeah, I think before the season, I I believe before the, the new owners were assigned, I said that Ellie's was probably the team I would want, not because it was the strongest today, but it had the strongest potential in the future. So from that point of view, I would definitely say there there's an element of mismanagement, intentional or otherwise there. But I mean, only the gods really know on that one.
1: Interesting. Could be an interesting piece of league content.
0: Uh, indeed, another good one for any aspiring writers out there. A uh, couple more matchups to, to pick up here. We've got Jameel taking on Ash in an a interesting showdown here between two old-school managers, and it's Ash who picks up the victory 262 to 250. Nice even numbers there. So Ash is now 5-7, and Jameel drops to 3-9. and nine. Uh, What can you really say after a matchup like this one?
1: Jameel's rebuilding and he's still putting up 250 points uh almost a bit of a questionable decision there i i also find it kind of funny that neither side made a single move during this matchup both of the acquisition limits were zero out of seven just shows how little either of these owners care
0: ah but sometimes you gotta know when to hold them and and know when to fold them but i i think you're right both of these guys probably could have benefited from some acquisitions uh Jamil putting up big numbers, though, if anything, Uh, he did get the loss, which is, I think, what he wants. So now if he can trade some of those guys, he'll have an even lower point total next week, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure anyone would be happy to have Chris Taylor cough, cough.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, And from Ash's point of view, I mean, he's made it clear that he's not going to enter another rebuilding cycle, that he is in full win now mode, that he wants pieces for this season. Uh, so, from that point of view, he really does have to win out or come close to it if he wants a, a realistic uh, shot at a playoff spot. Uh, so a win here helps, but the fact it was close, and I mean, two sixty-two is is definitely a good but not great point total. So it seems like there are still miles to go for him.
1: Yeah, being five and seven with so many teams in like the six-six area, just it doesn't seem all that likely to be able to leapfrog for a playoff spot, but certainly possible.
0: I mean the the, the good news is with so many teams bunched, there is a lot up in the air still. It's not like a, it's been a year of, of real extremes. So the mushy middle uh, is is a double-edged sword, definitely, but it could work to Ash's advantage. It's just a question of whether he'll be able to take advantage of that advantage.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath unless Ryan really wants to get active.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to depend a lot on the trade market, uh, how active both of these guys are really in terms of selling and buying. so uh, with the the trade deadline coming up, I mean, it's gonna happen in the in the buy week. So uh, we'll all have to be on the lookout for that and see what deals get done at the last minute.
1: Indeed. I'll be active if anyone has anything, just plugging it
0: there. I mean, I'm in the directory. you can call me anytime, day or night. So I believe we've got one more matchup to talk about. That's right. Uh, and we'll talk about the co-host who isn't here, Jeremiah taking on RKR. Uh, Jeremiah predicted his own demise ahead of last week because with the voodoo magic, you can never be quite certain of anything, but uh, he did get the win here, 253.4 to 221.3 for RKR. So Jeremiah 10-2, uh, RKR 2-10, and different ends of the spectrum, but a, a relatively close matchup and a bit of a disappointing point total for Jeremiah. I mean, what are your thoughts, Dad?
1: There's the old saying about voodoo never striking the same place twice. Uh yeah, so that sort of explains why RKR wasn't quite able to put it uh get another win against Jeremiah. Last year's was definitely the better one. Anyway, most important one. Uh, Juan Soto still doing great. Uh, I wish I had traded Vlad for him almost. Uh, Jeremiah, why didn't he put up that many points? I I'm taking a look. I guess Trey Turner's not performing well. Uh, Mondesi and Bryant not performing well, but otherwise, pretty good performance from his bat's nine starts. Like, he was certainly trying against RKR here.
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I prefer the expression, a watched voodoo never boils. (laughs) Uh... Like Jeremiah has talked a lot about his, his team and his lineup on the show before, and this isn't to you know, badmouth him when he's not here or take away from anything he said before. But I, I would reiterate what I've said for years now, which is that at the end of the day, it's all about consistency. And the big weeks don't matter as much as having guys who are able to put up points on a very consistent basis, and it's those guys who you know are good for 10, 15, however many points a week. Those are the guys you really need in your lineup more than the, the flashy superstars who, you know, hit four home runs one week and then strike out 32 times the next. Yeah, uh, And so from that point of view, I think that's the one thing that's really holding back Jeremiah right now is that he's got that upper end talent. He's got guys that can put up huge weeks, big weeks. Uh, he's got pitchers that, you know, can, can throw quality starts, can throw big strikeout games. But when you don't quite have that consistency, that can be a, a real Achilles heel for your team.
1: Yeah, mad bump throwing a big old goose egg is certainly not something you want on your team. He's old.
0: Yeah. It's washed. And and again, there's only so much you can do to control that, right? And it's not like there exist these perfect players out there that anyone can go and grab who only, you know, they get one hit every single day. Uh, It's harder than that. But, I mean, if you're a team like Jeremiah and you're putting up 253.4 in the playoffs, you're going to have a bad time.
1: Yeah, especially because some of these wildcard teams could definitely go to like the 270s, 280s without breaking too much of a sweat. Like, hell, I think you broke 300 this year, I broke 300 this year.
0: Yeah, and so the good news for Jeremiah is that this happened against a lower tier team in a matchup that didn't really matter either way for him. Uh, but again, I mean, you just got to watch these point totals. Uh, if you're a front runner, you can't hit the cruise control, you can't go to sleep at the wheel. You got to, and, uh, Again, like we said, trade deadline coming up. So if you're Jeremiah and you're looking to maybe make a trade, maybe make an improvement to your team, that's one of the things I think you really have to keep in mind is that idea of performance.
1: Yeah, looking at RKR for a bit because I want to give him a bit of airtime. This Zach Zack guy uh, putting up 32.5 points coming from absolutely nowhere, doesn't even have a pitcher on ESPN. Like, damn, who is this guy? Just found on the waiver wire. Signed.
0: Yeah, they are truly sometimes. So uh, good, good on RKR for grabbing him.
1: Is that uh, wrap up this week?
0: I think that I was just going to say. I think that's going to do it for our our look at week twelve. It was a very busy week. There was a lot going on. A uh, lot of things happening in different directions, but uh, a fun one to be part of for sure. Always fun to be part of this league. Uh, so speaking of fun things, I think for the midpoint today, uh, Chris's article, his power ranking stats. I mean, they, they've they been the talk of the town since this afternoon. I was just wondering sort of your impressions reading them, if you had any thoughts you wanted to, to share about them, anything like that.
1: Uh, well, I'll just start with the part he wrote on me. Like, dude kicked me right in my pressure point. Like, damn, Vlad and Otani not being as good as they were hyped is something that disappoints me literally every single day. I open up Fantasy in the morning and arrange my lineup. Like, ugh. But my team is still on a better trajectory than yours. I know you won your division. Good job. I hope you win it again and pass, Richard. That would be a great story. But i still take my squad over yours.
0: Well, okay. I mean, first of all, I, I appreciate, Chris, uh, The this league is definitely like the USA Network because characters are welcome. Uh, <laughs> it, it's It's great content. It's the most anyone has written for a power rankings by far. So like on a word count basis. I'm glad I'm not paying him by the character. Uh,
1: Jeremiah will definitely take that as a challenge.
0: <laughs> I'm hey, go for it. Or uh, or if Ryan wants to write another treatise that takes seven hours to read, I'm all about that. Uh, it does seem a little bit weird that he's maybe knocking some aspects of League content when he makes about two Slack posts a year and none are really coherent. Uh, I mean, he's he's not the most Involved guy, he has gotten a lot better about answering like trade discussions. I'd, maybe the quality of his answers, based on what some people were saying on Slack, leave leave a little something to be desired. But that's fine. I mean, yeah, it's I it's a fun a fun article to and something to be said for um, only the jester can make fun of the king. So I'm glad he he cut it all down to size a little bit there.
1: Uh, there's also the question of how old Chris is, because I, like, just about everyone in this entire league has never actually met the guy, so I always assumed he was in his mid-twenties like most other people, but apparently he's in his, like, thirties or something.
0: Which really?
1: definitely took me by surprise.
0: I, I did not even realize that.
1: Uh, something in the article about knowing references on the same level that Garth Newton did, I, I'm not exactly sure, being a millennial and all. Uh, but yeah, that was a shocker.
0: That's, that is a real shocker. I mean, I'm used to most league owners being a little bit younger than me. So the idea of Chris Kennedy being in his thirties, that's a, that's a real plot twist. Although that's like when I found out that Max Brand is an honest to God teacher. That was like the biggest mind trip of all time. That freaked my bean. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, but I will also say Chris Kennedy, get on this podcast. You are welcome on the weekly show anytime.
1: There you go. I don't think anyone's been quite welcome.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I'll i take it one step further. If you want the rest of us to, to clear out, give you an hour of free air time by yourself. I mean, I don't know if you're a, a team player or not so much, but you can definitely just grab the mic and, and say what you want to say. You might need to add a parental advisory note to that podcast. But anyway... I mean, I'm not sure if anyone would listen to it, but you're free to record. These are public airways. Uh, they are. Okay, let's get into Lucky Week 13. It's another big week in the, the Flex Fox Fantasy Federation. Bunch of matchups. We can talk about a bunch of matchups to look forward to. But the one the one that happened in my mind is uh, Jeremiah taking on Ryan. Friends torn asunder. Uh, buddies not able to stand up for the for each other on Slack anymore right now. Uh, and it's a matchup. We're recording this one on on Thursday night. It's a matchup that's really gone with a bang here because Jeremiah out the gate with 206.9 points to 82.7 for Ryan, so big lead for Jeremiah right now. Uh, Stads, do you think Jeremiah's going to be able to see this one through to the finish?
1: Don't see how he couldn't, to be honest. Uh, 120 points is absolutely massive, and I'm trying to open it up, but ESPN is giving me an ad. Oh, fun. So I'll be able to tell you in a little bit. Uh, But yeah, I'm sort of surprised to see a gap this big. Uh, Ryan's point total is low, but not that low. Uh, Jeremiah is just way in front of everyone else. I think he's like 60 points more than the nearest
0: guy, something like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is a a great performance from Jeremiah so far. Uh, Really hot out the gate. I I don't think Ryan has much of a, a chance to catch up. Although I think at the beginning of the week, I probably would have have picked Jeremiah, too, just because it seems like at least a match on paper and and really a proven ground for Jeremiah. This is the kind of matchup that I would want to put up a a big point total in if I was him.
1: Make a statement against another division winner.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Uh, If there's any consolation for Ryan, it's that he has Jeremiah's used two more starts than him. But I don't think two starts can explain a 120-point discrepancy.
0: I wonder what the theoretical maximum for points from a start would be to, to throw a complete game shutout where all you did was throw strikeouts. I wonder how many points that would be worth. Uh, and I wonder if Ryan could do it twice.
1: I I still don't know if it would be that many. It would probably be something like 50 points. A uh, start if I had to guess, but I'm sure camp will, Correct me immediately as soon as this podcast is aired.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say like listeners write in, but Cam, write in when you figure this out and uh, tell us how many it would be because I'm very curious now. Uh, moving on to more, uh, we've got two eight and four teams squaring off in uh, the Illuminati and Chris Kennedy, uh, both eight and four. And right now, Mike Kaminsky, the Illuminati, uh, with the lead, one thirty nine point six to one fourteen point five for Chris. Uh, Stads, who are you taking in this one? Ah. <sighs>
1: you know both of these guys are just people I love to hate I gotta be honest it's sort of hard to pick between them but I think I'm gonna have to go with Mike here uh, him repeating the championship would mean everybody else is as miserable as me so I kind of like it Um, and yeah I have a couple of roadie bets with him so I'm kind of cheering him for him there too
0: I mean, I just think realistically, based on team quality, Kaminsky has a definite edge here. I mean, we talked about Flex being lucky. Chris has definitely been lucky this season, too. So I don't think he's quite on the same level. And, and for that matter, Kaminsky has been either unlucky or lazy, depending on your point of view. Uh, but ultimately, this is the sort of matchup that he should be winning. I think he is motivated to win at this point. He's got a lot to gain if he can get a, a couple wins here. So I think Kaminsky can take this one in the end. Yeah.
1: Chris's free starts behind and free starts equating 25 points or so is about right. Like that's might even be uh, like Chris might even be in the lead if he gets good starts, but Hey, he has to get them first for them to happen.
0: Oh, exactly. That's very doable, but yeah, uh, you gotta, you gotta be able to cash the check too. Uh, well, let's turn now to what I would like to call the low man on the totem pole bowl, uh, because we've got Garth, M taking on Ellie. M coming in 2-10. and ten. Ellie 1-11, and 11, obviously. So, I mean, someone's going to get a, a significant portion of their season wins right here in this one matchup. Uh, and it is Garth who has the lead, 97.4 to 51.3 for Ellie. Uh, who are you liking in this matchup?
1: I don't know if i qualified to express an opinion here. Like, neither of these people even listen to the podcast, and they're both going to be teams 19 and 20. Like. Why, why do they deserve my time? I, I don't know. Fair enough. Listeners, do you?
0: I mean, remember that one great week where Ellie put up like 200 points and suddenly the whole game was changed and he beat Jimmy? Right. And then all everything went right in that one shiny moment?
1: Yeah, but do it twice. I don't know.
0: I was going to say he should really cherish that memory because it's not happening again. I got Garth <laughs> all the way in this one. Yeah,
1: he just lost the Garth Bowl, so now he's coming for revenge on a hapless victim, I
0: guess. Odds are he's got to win sometime, and and this seems like the time for him. Right.
1: Uh, Which of these two owners is more likely to still be in the league next year? Hit me with that.
0: Oh, Garth McInnes, absolutely. Absolutely? I I would say so. The man is an institution. Like He's going to be in this league long after the rest of us are dead. Okay. If you're sure. I... I mean, I've always compared him to the undertaker of our league in that no matter what, he just won't retire, he won't go away. Some people say, well, maybe you should you should actually leave now, and he just keeps coming back for more, so uh, that's, that's me.
1: Maybe he's doing what I did first year, and he's intentionally going to tank and win the vase. Not that that's something you should bother with anymore, because you don't get first pick, but anyway.
0: I mean, something to do, in it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, okay, well... It's also time to be a little self-serving for us because we each have matchups this week. Uh, Staz as the guest, I'll let you go first. You're taking on Chow here. Uh, you're 6-6, six and is six, 5-7, and seven. and right now you do have the edge, uh, 133.7 to 107.2 for Chow. Do you think you're going to be able to, to win this matchup?
1: I can't say I'm feeling too confident because I was in this almost exact same position against Luke, and honestly, hitting the eight or nine starts is going to be tricky. I've got four uh, quality pitchers on the IL right now, five if you count Otani. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a little tricky for me to figure that all out, but hopefully it comes together and my bats are all right and Vlad decides to not be trash. That last one would be really nice.
0: Good goal to have, uh, obviously. I mean, I do feel like Chow is coming off a hot week, so I could I could see him having another good performance here and really taking it to you, but I think that probably would have happened already if it was going to. So I think, uh, you know, it's obviously a slim lead, but I think you might be able to, to build off it, grow it a little bit, and I think you're going to be able to take this one.
1: I wish I had your confidence.
0: Uh well my turn next I'm taking on Aiden this week in a, an interesting matchup because I'm 7 and 5 he obviously is 8 and 4 and, and really gunning for a, uh and he does have the lead so far in this matchup 126.3 to 102.9 for my, myself and my team uh, Stads, I'll let you take this one first Who do you think is going to win this matchup?
1: I'm going to say you Because you supported me And because you taking Aiden down a peg Would make this really, really interesting For the playoff picture I would believe in you 120% Because 110% just isn't enough For how much I believe in you
0: uh, Aw, shucks I, I love the definite belief I love the idea that I can incite chaos by winning uh, love, love to be the voice of chaos In any situation Uh, I, similar to you, I'm not quite as confident in myself just because I know my starts aren't exactly optimal this week. Uh, It's uh, one of those weeks where not everything quite works out. And this London Red Sox Yankees series is just terrible for everyone's schedules. They should have not allowed it on that basis alone or put it immediately before after the All-Star break. That was a, a mistake on their part. But I digress. I, I do think I'm going to be able to pull it out because I always bet on myself, always believe in myself, uh, think that I'll be able to do just enough. But it's going to be a, a tight matchup because these are some good teams. And so, yeah, love to see what happens next.
1: That's a winner's attitude. And, hey, Alex Young
0: is having a great
1: night as we're
0: recording. Alex Young, I mean... Man, more power to uh, that dude. I, I definitely did add him as a streamer solely because he had the same name as a friend of mine in elementary school. Ah, uh, so to the real Alex Young from Keithway Public School, real ones, remember. Ah, uh, let's go. Glad you made it to the majors. Sounds like Flex has a new uh, emoji to add to Slack. <laughs> yeah, let's Keithway Cardinals baby. <laughs> we, we were the best at grade six basketball. Oh damn! <laughs> it helps being taller than all the other children. Uh, speaking of flex, flex is playing in a matchup this week too. Uh, he's taking on Jamil. Uh, he's nine and three. Jamil is three and nine. Mere images of each other, but a close matchup because Flex has one twenty six point eight. Jamil one fifteen point seven. So still very tight. Stads, who are you taking in this one?
1: Jamil, I know you're uh, too busy teaching children how to play basketball or just partying over the Raptors win to go on the podcast but you should still totally use some of your time to uh, beat Flex here both because it would be chaotic and because he's at the top of my division and it would be great plus it'd be something uh, to talk about at Cottage Weekend so yeah I'm believing in uh, Jamil here the on alliance will rise again
0: interesting uh, a good upset special pick Uh, I think I'm going to stick with flex. Uh, it should be a close matchup, but ultimately it's a situation where one team wants to win and one team wants to lose. And when that's the case, it usually finds a way to happen. So I I don't think Jamil is going to be able to see it out. Maybe he's too busy teaching kids how to, to dress fine for the Insta. Maybe he's too busy getting more tattoos. Really can't say, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to have the, the heart or the will of a champion required to pull off the upset against Flex.
1: I'm going to slow you down. Just on one note, everything else is fine. I don't think Jamil wants to lose here. The Vaz doesn't get the first pick now. You, you want to win Europa, and he's in serious danger of slipping out of it. So, like, Jamil, if he ever needed a reason to win, that was it.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's fair enough Uh, in, in that sense. Uh, he does want to be in the Europa competition. Uh, And I don't think he's in danger of winning too much this season. So uh, there is something to be said for uh, beating Flex and and taking a step into that competition. You're right. Uh, Moving on down, we have uh, Garth N taking on Lim. A couple of four and eight buddies battling it out. And it's Garth N who has the lead here at 95.3 to 40.9 for Lim. Uh, Boy says, what are you thinking on this one?
1: Picking whoever loses this is a decent has a decent chance of uh, playing against me in Europa. So I'm sorta of watching this with some mild interest. Very, very mild. But uh, still some interest. Although Garf has come up to a really big lead here. I also find it interesting that Lim has put up three starts. And that's the same number of starts he put up last week, so I we don't know if he's just overcompensating or what.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Maybe he's had a, a shift in managerial focus. Uh, I would point out that Lim has tended to get wins in bunches this season. Uh, lest we forget, he started off the year three and one, and then less, lost seven straight. Uh, but I think he might be able to pull out another win here. Uh, the obviously the margin is is something right now, but in terms of a, an overall score it's not that bad and maybe he'll be able to to find some solid points heading into this weekend so i think he'll actually be able to win this one
1: patterns are pretty believable uh,
0: otherwise they wouldn't be patterns yeah. everything happens for a reason uh couple more to talk about here uh we've got tillo taking on rkr uh tillo looking for a, a big bounce back win here rkr Trying to get some sort of voodoo going one way or another, and it is Tillo who's in control in this one, one thirty three to fifty one point three for RKR. So Tillo has the upper hand. Stads, will he be able to see it out?
1: Unfortunately, like this is a really big lead, and as much as I want to believe in the voodoo, I, I just don't think it's happening right now. Besides, I think Tillo lost last matchup, so it's not like the voodoo needs to rise to the occasion or something. Like it can take a quick vacay go down to Florida or whatever.
0: Yeah. The, the voodoo magic only comes when it's really needed most, I think. And this isn't that matchup. Uh, Tillo obviously would love to get a a bounce back win here. Uh, keep fighting for a a better playoff positioning. And, uh, yeah, I I think that should probably play out here just based on what the scoreline is so far.
1: I'd also like to just mention that I'm decently excited to meet this mysterious co-owner of Richard's. Uh, Anthony is coming to Cottage Weekend, and who is this person? No one knows. Does he even contribute to the fantasy team? We'll find out.
0: Great time to find out. Uh, would also love to know preferred name. Uh, I've heard the, the term Bueno Suave thrown around uh, a fair bit. So there, <laughs> there are many noms de guerre in uh, fantasy baseball, so interested to sort that all out, too.
1: Senor Suave might be my preferred one, just going into it cold.
0: That's that's a pretty good one. I hope he introduces himself as such. Uh, Let's talk about this battle of six and six teams, because we've got the Squirtle Squad taking on Luke Neverbunt, and it is the Squirts who are up as of present 105.8 to 84.7 for Luke. Uh, Stads, what do you think about these guys? As bad as
1: I am at Luke for beating me by like four points last week, the morally ambiguous and disheartening Squirtle Squad must die. And so Luke should win this one. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I would say from my point of view... Secretly in my heart of hearts, I'm still hoping for a situation where four teams from the evil division of evil managed to make the playoffs. Uh, It's a long shot. It would take a lot of things breaking right for it to happen, but it's still possible. So let's get some more wins, Luke, and uh, really make it interesting and and shake it up a little bit. And and like you said, the Squirtle Squad do deserve to lose, actually.
1: They really do. I don't think this is questionable.
0: Yeah. I mean, more than not, they should be losing, actually. Uh, Okay. Last matchup of the week, and we've saved a real doozy here because it's the Ben, the Starboys, taking on Ash Sebastian and the Moneyballers, uh, and it's Ben who's up right now, 146.2 for Ash. So this is obviously a, a huge matchup for both these teams. There's a lot at stake here, but who do you who do you have, Stads?
1: Ben's out to a big lead. He's the better team. He actually cares, and he isn't Ryan. So I don't know what Ash has going for him. You want to tell me, Nick?
0: Realistically, Ash does need a win here. Like This is the kind of matchup he has to win. There's, there's no doubt about it. He's lost more than he realistically can. Uh, it's It's got to be pressing on him, this need to win and this desire to win. So I can see that being a motivating factor, but if that is motivating Ash, he sure isn't acting on it because team is in the hole It doesn't look like there's a a plan to get them out of the hole in this matchup. So I'm afraid that Ash might be uh, in a little tough here.
1: Uh, you make a great point about motivation, but you make an even better one about it not mattering because it's, it's hard to see that if there is any motivation, it's done anything. I don't see a foreseeable path to eight or nine starts that would facilitate a comeback. Mm -hmm. I just don't.
0: Uh, Well, and on the other hand, I mean, Ben wants to keep rolling here. He's been impressing, I uh, like he's he's had some good wins recently. And in a situation where Jeremiah does slip up, does falter a little bit, he wants to be able to take over the division. So it's important for him to win too. There's motivation on both sides, don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, I I would think that Ash's motivation in theory would be stronger, but it doesn't seem like he's responding to motivation right now. So I'm going to stick with my pick of Ben.
1: Yeah, although you did bring up a point uh, which I want to touch on. I, I don't want to encourage anyone to lose on purpose uh, for better playoff seedings. However, I do want to point out that between Ben and Jeremiah, the higher person will face a wild card and the lower person will face Ryan, I think, right?
0: Likely, or the, the other division winner.
1: Okay. Uh, I thought it was whoever w- oh, whoever wins on that side will face Ryan.
0: Well, it might not necessarily be Ryan is what I'm saying.
1: Oh, yeah, the division yes. winner, yeah. yeah. And with the way things are looking now, Ryan might straight up be weaker than any of the wildcard teams. Interesting. It's plausible that uh, like the wildcard team might be Mike. It might be Chris.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, there is an argument to be made there for sure. Uh, although I would say it's still awfully early out to meeting the decisions on what sort of seating you would want, because there are so many things at play still.
1: Oh, it's certainly something you shouldn't have as your primary focus right now, but I just noticed it.
0: Interesting. Well, I mean, maybe in week 20, we're going to get into a, a morally ambitious.
1: Those are always fun.
0: Uh, <laughs> truly the most fun. Uh, and I think going to do it for this episode of the podcast. I mean, we, we've we talked about an exciting week. Uh, it's already in progress, but uh, lots more to look forward to. Stads, I want to thank you so much for being a great co-host. It's been a a real fun episode. Anything you want to add here at the end? Uh, Good to be back.
1: Come to Cottage Weekend. Uh, I hope Jamil and Jeremiah can come back here soon. Uh, And if Chris or Ben or any of the new owners wants to come on, please do. We're all interested to hear what you have to say, even if it will be terrible.
0: Absolutely. uh, We're always down to mix it up on the weekly show. So hopefully we can keep this uh, good content train rolling. Uh, But for now, all I have to say is good night and good fantasy.